I think the drinking thing is like if you start off playing <laughs> and you're playing well, yeah, then historically in my life, like I wouldn't drink because I, I start, you know, or do anything to alter the situation I'm in. Yeah. Historically, though, like if you're playing really fucking bad, have a drink. Have a couple shots of tequila and loosen yeah. up. You might loosen play better. Up. You can't play worse yeah. if you just shit trash. You're definitely gonna play better. I don't think I really do time. more than a shot yeah. or two, and maybe usually at the turn, especially yeah. if it's early morning, I won't. Yeah. But if I smoke some weed, then I definitely that doesn't mess up my game at all. I've yeah. played some of the best golf I've ever played completely blacked out for really? sure. Where? <laughs> shit, the Grove, all over and back. Yeah. You know, like That's tons the of them, but like blacked out. Yeah, hysterically dying, laughing, talking shit, <laughs> and hitting the fucking best shots I ever hit in my life, and just die laughing, keep talking yeah. shit. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another brand new episode of Part 3 Podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller. Got my dog, J.R. Smith, my boy, Stephen Malbin. Today, we have our first professional hockey player, legendary brawler. Welcome to the show, my man, Sean Avery. What's up, Sean? Hey, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the first team. Welcome to the first team. I, uh, I wanted to ask JR because I was thinking we both had the luxury of, of playing for Jim Dolan. And, uh, oh, God. I mean, no, I wanted to see what the basketball perspective was because we love, we love Jim. The hockey players, like we always thought, Dolan, if you played for the, you know, the Rangers, like he's the best owner in sports. Really? No, you're not. Yeah, no, nah, we didn't get that impression. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm cool, talking from like, like a uh, a utility standpoint. Best hotels, best oh, planes. 100%. Oh, from that, yeah, Best yeah. training camps, best fucking Oh, uh, your first class, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. You okay. Get the, like that that practice facility is yeah. magnificent. Yeah. The breakfast, the lunch. Yeah, the whole thing, the chefs. The chefs is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's definitely first class all the way. Yeah. Until you get to actually the <laughs> the basketball. Yeah, level. the dynamics yeah. of who's on, who's playing where, and, and how much. You're the get. first person I've ever heard say anything good about. Oh, uh, I think Jay Dolan's Dolan. one of the best owners in sports for a player. Not, not. Okay, listen, you can only control so much what they're going to do in the front office, and and just from a pure aesthetics, like they don't fuck around. No, that, no that, for sure. You know, best of of everything. 100%. Did you guys ever go? Because I, I remember, so that was Phil. You had Phil? I had Phil. I had uh, Glenn Grunwald to start, yeah. which was amazing. And then they got rid of him and brought Phil in. So did Phil, we always heard you guys would go, like Phil would take you guys to like fucking Nebraska or, or do oh, these weird man. trips? To uh, we, we had training camp with Phil at the, um, what was it, the, the Navy? It was the Army-Navy base up in... Up there in West Point, in, in West New Point, um, West Point. Oh, okay, yeah. And it, it was like cool. It was cool to like to, to have conversations with you know some of the people who are going to you know protect the country and all that. But then if we would do like certain weird like meditation stuff, and it was just like, yeah, bro, what is, what is going on? Yeah, like this is getting weird. Like, yeah, I don't think he was that at, at that Zen stage with like the bulls like i think that was an evolution of like his new sort yeah, of vibe right 100 
that Hawaii thing. And, yeah. And, and it was not translating well to our yeah. team. You know who you know who I didn't like? I always put a bad taste in my mouth because I, I was lucky enough to play there when Steph was still was still a Nick or yeah, Marbury Marbury was playing for the Knicks, but uh that fucking lazy ass uh Curry. You remember Curry? Curry. Uh big, big, big guy played for the Knicks. Like he was like two four. Oh, Eddie Curry. Eddie Curry? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never we always kinda like I don't know. I didn't like his game. I didn't yeah. like his game. I thought he was one of those guys that was like fucking around and didn't really want to be in the in the in the heat. Mm. Did you play with him ever? I never. I never played when I played against him a few times. Because but... the the reason I'm saying this is we at the the training center, the Knicks and the Rangers essentially lived together. Like yeah. so, you go into the cafeteria and like whatever jr's there with whoever or, or he was gone when i by the time i i was gone but or he he had got there but like i would roll in i'd see stefan marbury and, and you starbury starbury with yeah. his shoes yeah isn't it wasn't it marbury though yeah, yeah. that was his last yeah. name but yeah, yeah. yeah starbury the nickname yeah. or something <laughs> but he'd have like his boys with them and and because everyone had like those guys yeah. had crews they had crews right for sure and we didn't have crews but mm -hmm. you could tell how a guy was based on his crew. That's how I felt. And I never liked fucking Curry's crew. Yeah, he his, a, crew was his, his crew. His <laughs> crew, I always felt his crew was even like lazier than him. <laughs> but that's how you would see it. It's not like that in any other team. Like you don't really, you don't see the other professional team in the no, city. No, no, Like you don't see not. the Yankees. No. But the Knicks and the Rangers, you'd see each other every day. I think that was like some of the dopest shit, like literally going into going in there and like seeing you guys practice and stuff. Like, cause I never really, I never went to an actual hockey game. Yeah. Like so when I like used to go slide into practice sometimes, yeah, like, you get around the corner, yeah, and see how fast y'all were fuckers really going. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. damn, like yeah. this. Yeah. That's just, it used and to the be same dope, thing. Bro. We we'd like sneak into the practice court when these guys were gone and like fuck felt like we were in the nba yeah <laughs> i mean i was going to a lot of games as a, as a youngster you know my godfather's almost tried to buy the, the lakers a long time ago and i've been going since the forum and all this and you know the forum club was whatever it's nothing and then i started like in the 90s started kind of traveling around was finally starting to make a little bit of money i never really got to see like what real like like true vip felt like right and MSG set the precedent. Yeah. So when I finally got to sit courtside at an MSG game, I was like, bro, the forum club's a joke. This is terrible. It's like you barely get some whatever catering. You go to MSG, there's like gummy bear bar, there's milkshakes. I mean, I mean uh, you know, soft serve. There's full prime rib and there's this and all that. I mean, you get go get the candy and all. And even still to this day, it's like, you know, it's like such a nice experience when you get to go in the vip area where everyone gets food and it's just yeah like, that's the uh that's the dolan uh that's the special no, for uh, sure it's the dolan effect right there yeah, yeah that's that sure. big you know that's where yeah he and by the way that building you know you played enough and that building's a special building oh come on it's incredible like it, it's a it doesn't wear off it literally felt like you were playing on broadway every night yeah. like you were like a literally a broadway performance type situation star-studded every night no matter if you're playing the worst team or yeah. the best and sold out every night it was very few i mean no places like it to me but i knew a guy that played for uh 
the Knicks for a little bit. One of the guys on the team, I can't remember his name, but he was one of the he, he was a white guy, right? So what I'm telling you this story is because he's like, hey, listen, come to the game tonight because the guys, I'm going out with the guys. And I don't know why he asked me. I mean, I was a seasoned New York, you know, nightlifer. I could handle my own, but but he took us with guys on the team and they took me to one of the, uh, I mean, it was a hip hop club. Mm-hmm. I'd never been to a New York City hip hop club. Like, you, you, you understand what I'm talking about, yeah. right? Where yeah. you got... So what would what would one of those been called? I'm thinking what the tunnel you talking about or the, probably spa? Yeah, it might have been spa. When spa was were, lit. I'm just thinking my boy when Richie you was there, you know probably spa. Yeah, yeah Mark Lawson like, was DJing there. Grandmaster Flash was DJ there. Yeah, and I had never I I was hanging out at like the Beatrice in the West you Village. Were at Beatrice and Bungalow. Yeah, I was at Beatrice and yeah. Bungalow. I had never seen that New York. So how much fun did you have in New York? So much fun. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so much fun. Damn. <laughs> so much fun. Like it, it, yeah. Every, I mean, every night. Every night. Yeah. Every night. There's it, it, one thing I could say about New York. Like, people don't, people don't realize, like, being a professional athlete is obviously amazing. You get a lot of perks. You get a lot of things that, that come to you that normally wouldn't come to the average person. Being a professional athlete and playing for a New York team. Let alone the Knicks. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I would suspect, it, like, the Nets have it pretty good. But, like, nah. when you play for the Knicks. Yeah, yeah, come on. The Rangers, the Giants, who still play in Jersey, but the, the Yankees. If Yankees. you play for one of those teams, it's literally, like, the world is your oyster. Yeah. You can yeah. go wherever you want. Drive wherever you whenever, want. Whenever. With anyone. Any, whatever. It doesn't good. matter. Your first good. precinct guys will be like, fuck, we got to get. Like, we gotta get Jr. home or Avery. Bro, I saw Porzingis. Get him home. No, of all seriously, people, like, I saw Porzingis getting treated like he was Justin Bieber. Like I was like, what yeah. the hell? It's, it's unreal. Yeah. yeah, the police are the nicest people ever when you. Play <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's it's incredible. Hey man, you you all right? <laughs> we need to get you in the. Like we'll follow you. We'll put somebody. Whatever. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hold up. I went to I Cleveland. Went to go- Fuck yeah. Yeah, oh, shit. yeah, because you hadn't really played <laughs> in a, crazy. You hadn't played in like a. I played in L.A. So I before I got to New York, so I I kind of got a little bit lucky. So where you went from Denver to to I went from Denver to to Denver to China to New York. Yeah, that's to Cleveland. Yeah, and we party with uh, Victor Cleveland Cruz was one rough, night. But they loved it. They loved and it. And this is after the, 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 teams, the Giants won the Super like, Bowl. It's just not as it's not as that's, and we're that's at a uh, Green Door. It's crazy. Yeah. And I went with Victor Cruz one night. This is after the Super Bowl. Green Door or Greenhouse? Greenhouse. I'm Greenhouse, sorry. yeah, yeah. Down in Tribeca. Green Door is right, a goddamn right, massage yeah. parlor in San Francisco. Anyway, so <laughs> uh we went to we went to Greenhouse and I was like, Vic, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy here. You know, it's Super Bowl. We lit. We're in there. And like he said, man, it took 20 minutes just to get out of the club, you yeah. know, like 20 real minutes, like to get out, boom, and like the whole way. Hey man, you know, business. And then like you see a random person in the deli, yo, Vic. What's up, man? We going back to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, whatever. And just like, you know, Indian people, you know, Middle Eastern, you name it. It's like they just love their sports. Uh-huh, so he's, yeah. he's like, that's for real. I couldn't imagine yeah. seeing JR during those heydays. But Well, like you remember the first time you ever saw a, a professional athlete in a club in New York? Like, did you ever see one of those? Yeah. Uh, people yeah. would go out. Yeah, they Even went like out. They early, used to, like right? Early when I first moved to New York when I was young was like, where like Mike Tyson would fucking go out. Yeah. Like, it, like. 
it was so wild in New York City when I first started going out and and had moved there. Um, it was like 2000. <clears throat> but yeah, the amount of people in the clubs and like, you know, we used to do parties at this place underneath uh, called Gustavino's underneath the Queensbridge. <laughs> and fucking Gustavino's, we would do parties. But I remember one night, like, you know, Eminem, Jay-Z, Backstreet Boys, fucking like Trina, and then like all the like Harold Hunters and downtown yeah. dirtbag crew yeah. and Supreme Kids and skaters and like all of that shit mixed up into one restaurant on like an ongoing Thursday night. New York's the fucking best. Yeah. So how amazing is that with no camera phones? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that totally different back then. Was, oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, Coming through fire. New York when they just started taking pictures and like people really stopped enjoying their time to watch everybody else and see what everybody else is doing, like that was like an era where I was like, damn, this is like, yeah, it's really Look, changing. You just said something, right? I said on my podcast, I've been talking about this for 20 years, 20 plus years. And I think my producers, Miles and Jordan, because they produce my other show, I think that they're probably, no, I mean, they believe me because my life is so fucking nuts. In 2000, we won, um, Dr. Dre won producer of the year. And I was head of uh, A&R at Aftermath Entertainment. So he won the Grammys, he cleaned up, having a Grammy party at Eddie Murphy's house. And it was a legendary party. Remember, there's no camera phones and nothing like that back then, right? We had sidekicks. So we talked about, I talk about this story at 4 a.m. where Dr. Dre says, who the fuck is this DJ? I'm like, that's oh, my boy, Dave Orlando, let me trip. He goes, yo, can you tell this dude, let me DJ. And I was like, yeah, it's 4 a.m. in L.A. That's, you know, that's super late for L.A. Yeah, yeah. So I walk mm -hmm. up to him and say, hey, bro. And he's like, what? Because he's like tired. I was like, hey, bro, meet my boy. This is Dr. Dre. And he was like, holy shit. He goes, hey, man, you mind if he DJs? And me and him are going to take over? He's like, go right ahead. So we yeah. start DJing. Boom. Eminem comes out of nowhere. Eminem starts rapping. Fred Durst is there. Backstreet Boys. Boom. It was a legendary party. For 20 years, I talked about this party. There's no phones and nothing. Everyone says, this cat, blah, blah, whatever. Some random dude goes into my fucking chat room one night and goes, hey, bro, I have a picture from that night with a real camera. <laughs> and I was like, dear God, please send me the picture. Remember when I posted that picture? And you, sure enough, you see me, Dre, Eminem, the dude from Backstreet Boys, Fred Durst. And it was like, you had to cherish the moment because yeah, you didn't have that digital picture, you know? Yeah. And that was a good time because, yeah. you know, people were doing shit. They weren't just fucking sitting there. People were actually dancing yeah. at the nightclub. People were, you know, you don't have to worry about yeah, 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 yeah. Did you play golf when you played for the Rangers? Yeah. I was in Manhattan Woods <laughs> and like team? all of that up there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, uh, like I played a lot when, uh, from eight to 14, I played religiously because it was a perfect summer sport for us because it was light on contact and, and age eight, eight, eight to like 14 as a, kid. as a kid in Canada <clears throat> golf. In yeah, no, summers. I didn't know you were playing that long. Okay. Yeah, like, like, because a lot of hockey players play golf. That was kind of like the thing. But then, uh, then I stopped playing. I didn't really play because I, I don't know. I think whatever. I, I, I just stopped playing. You know. But my first year in the league, I played for uh, Detroit Red Wings, and we had a big golf team: uh, Iserman, Hall, uh, Robitaille. Everybody golfed on that team. They, they were major golfers. So anytime we would go somewhere, like on the road or whatever, we play 
that we'd go and play these courses. Now, at that point, I didn't know, like, we go to New York and play Shinnecock and they take us in a fucking helicopter to the Hamptons. And (laughs) I'm just kind of like along for the ride and I play four holes and then I take my shoes off and then I'd be like, guys, I'm going to go. I was 20, 22, right? I wasn't a golfer. So I was thinking about this and trying to add up all the courses that these guys, these guys would, every time we would land somewhere, they would go and fucking play somewhere whatever. good somewhere good yeah the best yeah mm-hmm. so i didn't know if you guys were were doing that uh i was no nobody else was with me nobody else played <laughs> i wish yeah i wish I was had luke any good no luke didn't really play um oh, okay uh but holly was uh brett hall is like a a, a scratch scratch brett was a scratch really? oh yeah yeah sick holly's a sick player and wow. then I played with Ronick in, in LA, and JR used to do that a lot too. Ronick's my guy. Anytime Jeremy, we were somewhere, man. he'd be like, let's go, we're going to go play. Didn't here. Jerry play for Chicago too, or no? Yeah, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great Chicago back, Blackhawk. Yeah. So I but I remember all these, uh, all these courses, and I was just like, fuck, because my son plays now. And I like him to only play on shitty courses. <laughs> Cause I think it's good. Yeah. Like a kid. No, like I just I just saw something. It said, uh, it said if you if you're raised in the in the zoo, it's hard to play in the jungle. Right. You know. So like, you gotta I learn like how to play on like mm-hmm. shitty courses and shitty lies and you yeah. know all that because yeah. Well, I mean, bro, Shinnecock there. is one of the fucking greatest courses in fucking the country. Well, right? well, now I know the the heritage, like the importance behind that course. Like yeah. I wish I could have could go back in time and just take it in the landscape a bit. Yeah. Like at that point, I didn't even know what the Hamptons were. Yeah. You know? You just knew you were born I was a year out of Canada. I was playing in Detroit. I was like, where the fuck? We're on a helicopter. What year was this? (laughs) 2003. Oh my God, bro. That was prime. Dude, Hamptons in 2000, 2001, the Synergy Spa and all that. Yeah. Like uh, I, I think we were, I think a foursome that I was in, with a bunch of guys from the Red Wings was maybe like the third or fourth foursome ever to play that the wind course in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Like right. when it opened. Yeah. Like yeah. I think we were like third on deck. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was a desert inn before that, you know? Yeah, it was, whatever. It was a legendary what, course. You know, I'm talking about wind, I'm just saying like Yeah, so it was funny. And and then as I got older, golf kind of I don't know, it's sort of uh it hit a rut. A little bit. It did. Like after the Tiger shit went down, and yeah, there was yeah. a few years where guy, it didn't feel like guys were playing as much. Like even like the, what I grew up playing, I, I started playing when I was 12, played until I was like 16, dipped, pl- caddied and played in art school in Atlanta. And then I lived in New York for like 12 years and like I didn't yeah, play when once. Playing, right. I didn't ever even like, I wouldn't even tell people I golfed. It was like, that's the last thing I was thinking about doing was golfing. Yeah. The guys started to go play because uh, they would go and take that boat from down in New York City. Take a boat go to a golf course. To Jersey. Yeah. Um, Liberty. Liberty. To Liberty, yeah. yeah. they started playing yeah. that a little bit. Uh, that's it's a cool. cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice, yeah. right? Yeah. Any of these guys, or I talk to my cousin, or I talk to someone like, you know, like my mom's goddaughter is like, you know, one of the greatest Korean PG, LPGA players in the history of the golf. And like, talk about these people when they're like the... the um, not spurts, but like major spikes. Obviously, that 97 was a big spike. Right. Then early 2000s, a big spike because of Tiger, right? Yeah. And they even say, and they're not playing like that. I mean, they're playing, but they're not like, they weren't competing. These are people who are golfers. 
and they say, we've never seen a spike like this COVID spike. This right. new spike is a different level. Like, you know, if that was up, golf was up 2000% in sales and popularity. Golf after 2020, 21 was like 75,000% in popularity. You know, right. like you can't get a tea time at fucking Harding, yeah. you know, or, uh, uh, or, you know, Wilson, you know, like can't get a tea time anywhere, any place anymore. Yeah, what I didn't realize, this was funny, I because my little guy, Oh, oh, all our kids are, are probably pretty good golfers, but I got a two-year-old that's pretty good right now. And I had been away from, I hadn't really been around a, a golf course, but I, after like the second or third time, I said to myself, why are all these Chinese guys like, <laughs> they come around the, the, the putting green and they watch Nash, my little guy, putt. I asked somebody or I said it a few times and somebody was like, dude, golf in China, bro? <laughs> is like off the charts, man. It'll be so, the biggest, they say it'll be the biggest market for golf in the world in the next like five years. I had or no idea. Korea too. Really? If you go to Korea's, any course in LA, Korea's it's all Koreans. The, really? It's mainly Koreans here when you see at the golf courses, but China is like gonna, going through some wild stuff right now. So I think the president or whatever it is, the, the guy in charge of yeah, China, she. he thinks that it's like lazy if you golf. Oh, he doesn't like you're like an it. elitist, like he doesn't he looks down at it like you should be working or you should be doing something you shouldn't just be like right, fucking off on the golf course to, to enjoy life all day yeah mm. to enjoy your life you shouldn't be doing that yeah and then so there's been they've been shutting down a lot of courses because of his philosophy because the it's like it's it's only for a small amount of people it wastes a lot of water yeah. like they have their rules or reasoning why and they're like shutting down golf courses but i hear that over the next whenever it's the new situation and like the kid that just won the USM is a Chinese kid up at Bandon Dunes. When you went up mm -hmm. with that tournament we did, he won that following week. And there's a girl on tour who's, I forget her name, but she's on the LPGA right now. She's like 17 or 18. She made the cut and played in the US Open. Women's oh, Rose? Rose when she was 13. Yeah. So she made the cut at 13 and played in the US Open and like did decent. And she's on tour now. So China's exciting it's an exciting time for golf there. How, how does the, because uh, I see the kids and the parents at the at the ranges and stuff, and it's like, I mean, I remember sport parents, I think it's Korean. right? I think that's all Korean. It's, yeah. But but just the intensity in in seeing these kids and their coaches or parents or whatever on the range. It's like the pageant kids. From an athlete's Damn. standpoint, it seems a little intense. That's a good analogy, JR. What'd you say? It's like pageant kids. Yeah. They're that passionate about it. It's nuts. Yeah. Like, you know, Anthony Kim, you know, he's one of the greatest golfers yeah. ever. And like his dad, you know, old school Korean parents, you got to remember, man, beating the shit out of your kids, knocking them around and doing certain things and just being like, like on some, they're old, they're just a different type of bringing up people, you know, and Korean men have these bad tempers and shit. They embed it in their head, you know, they, they make them practice, you know, if the average kid is practicing two or three hours, this is a kid. You know, they're practicing 10 hours, you know, a day. And, you know, they just go until they perfect it. If they don't, they get, you know, and if they don't like it, too bad. And it's just... I kind of respect that. And also what's interesting, like, obviously the dads or, or the, the moms, they, they're learning the game as they go too. Yeah. Like they didn't grow up probably playing golf, right? right. Well, you know, we had Michelle Wee on the show and I didn't know her parents played. And I found out they're like semi-pro, like, you know, top amateurs. And she said her parents would drop her off and then they would go play tournaments. Right. So like, they were like, you know, it's just golf in Korea is a different level. Yeah. You know, the, what, like it is elitist. You, you can't necessarily be broke playing golf. You know, they, they will finance 
their clubs and you know they want to wear Malbin. It's the hot Malbin in Korea is like Hermes. You have to understand how big it is over really? there. You know, yeah, it's, it's really high end. It's it's yeah. we got forty stores what? in Seoul. So just think of like New York City having 40 stores so, so, in New York. So like, are they wearing golf gear like everyday gear? Well, you're making yeah, it like that have, now. Yeah, and they but. have like these cafes with the simulators. So they have like, <laughs> I mean, there's this one company. They have 10,000 fucking simulator cafes. 10,000 in New York. Just think of it. Like how many? So on every block, there's like four or five indoor golf clubs where they're hitting in simulators because you got to drive an hour or two. It's really expensive right. to play golf. So all the young people are like, like we sell a lot of these little mini bags that holds like three clubs, but it's because they only take three clubs when they go to these cafes and you can play with other people ah. and you can log in. And like, also so in Korea you're is you're printing money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the Korean, <laughs> the culture in Korea is definitely more range like simulator golfing because it's hard to get things, but it, he's right. In Korea, a round of golf is eight, 10 hours. You know, you have a, like a five course meal at the turn, you massage and you know, there's so much technology and things like that. There's, there's actual resorts. Like, of course there's resorts here, but I'm talking about like a real for real, like villa, like not like Pelican Hill, like some different level in Korea. And that's just like- it's, I wouldn't it's, even play no more, bro. If I get to the turn and all that's at the turn, it's, my, my, it's yeah, over, bro. Seuss. I'll see y'all tomorrow. No, you got an hour. <laughs> no, there's an hour and it's normal and you eat and you drink. And oh, you, you do take this a break. You, you take an hour yeah, break after nine JR, holes. Like, like everyone does. JR. It's just part oh, of it. Wow. So like Top 10 dime- it's like taking a like, sauna and finishing. Yeah, saying. it's just well, part of it. It's like you go know back that out. After that. <laughs> you get a, a full this is meal. having the time of my life. You want me to end it and go no, back out and play? That's funny because uh, if if it's raining on a Saturday, we've we've had a rainy uh, winter winter yeah. in California. So I would take Nash. There's only one simulator place in this whole city, and it's in Koreatown. Yeah. And it's a tough drive. We got to go down there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's I, a couple in Koreatown. But yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one that we go to. I haven't found. I haven't yeah. found. Well, you could go to Aroma and hit balls still without having a similar. It's you know, it's, there's a, you know, it's kind of like you know, it's covered. So even if it's raining, you could still do it. Aroma's why, been there forever. Why isn't there more uh, uh, simulators? Like why haven't like it, top? It, it golf, can't just, they bring it, it inside? Like, they can and they do, and there are cafes and such. Like up in Pebble Beach, where I live, there's a place called the Lynx Club, and they have like eight or nine simulators, and it's like a sports bar. Yeah. But like. It's fucking hard, man, because you know there's there's so many. Even like a, like Top Golf, they just opened Top Golf in Indonesia, and it's not doing that great. And it's not doing that great because Top Golf's forty five an hour, and like it's like five dollars a bucket, right. and there's driving ranges everywhere. So it's very hard for those people. Those people train like they want to go train golf, and it's like uh, they're trying to get better at golf. So it's like uh, it's like an inner. There's no other option in Korea. In Korea, it's like you're gonna go pay like a thousand bucks to go play golf. It's cheaper to take like a JetBlue style flight to go to Japan and just play and go play and spend the night and play three days and come back. So right. it's like your options are like fly to Japan, pay a thousand, or just go to the simulator. And the simulator, it's great because you can meet up with your friends and people go after work and they're open 24 hours and they're on like, you know, there'll be like one on the eighth floor, one on the fifth floor, and one on the bottom floor of the same building. Yeah. Three different simulator cafes with different brands. Do you, do you think uh, you guys have been uh, around junior golf a little bit now because of your kids? Do Are there still courses that have like a Caddyshack vibe where you can drop the kids off in the morning and like... They've got a chit, if and maybe member, they're caddying. If you're a member, for sure. 
like if you join a certain club, then then. But, but do they have like junior programs that the kids can have fun and they're fucking around and they're yeah, living sure. at the golf course, or is it like everything's just too buttoned up now? I think it's both. I mean, a lot of paranoia too, though. You it's know a lot I mean? of paranoia With, dropping your kids off like in LA at like a municipal course and right. just leaving them there all day. I mean, if they have a crew. Yeah. of kids then yeah i mean i started playing golf when i was 12 but it's because i worked at the golf course right so like all the other kids that worked at the golf course yeah you that, guys i had like a crew that we would play with so like the, i'd have the school bus would go by the golf course on the way home and i'd get off by the golf course keep my clubs there and just walk up at like 3 30 and play till dark yeah i guess what scares me is that it, it feels like it's becoming very institutionalized like where if you play golf you play for the school team or you know you're on some fucking club team versus we were just members we had junior memberships at this local course uh, mm -hmm. that we that we played at and every summer we knew school was out like and we would just figure out who 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 are you going to play with tomorrow yeah you know the board was up and like yeah. that's where like we lived. I, think it's I think it's tough that's that part of it is tough but even like remington like you who you met remy he's 11 he's been playing golf since he was like two or three like like nash but like i'm like the opposite i just want him to have fun i want him to play i take him with us he plays with me and all my friends right. you know q he's been playing with his whole life like he goes on golf trips with yeah. me shares the room with me but yeah that's out cool. of 18 holes he'll come and then like a lot of times it'll be like you know, there'll be like, say there's 12 of us, like my friend in the first group, I'm in the third, him friend will be like, I'm taking Remy with us. Right. It's like, go take his little ass. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he has a ball, he's playing with, you know, Jerry, like it's yeah. like, I think it's just about like making it fun for them yeah. and not that institutional way, et cetera. But then as they do get to like junior high, high school, college, like I want Remy to be peaking when he's like 18, yeah. you know, like going into college, becoming an adult, like having like i was telling you that girl up in pebble who shoots six under at 11 she might peak by 12 13 right and then it just kind of goes down so it's like what are you trying to get out of it well you know actually so there's a summer camp at weddington and harvard westlake has one a few schools in the area have one yeah so what happens i drop my son off they start on the putting green yeah they'll be there for 30 minutes to an hour then they'll go play the the nine holes the part three right go on the range so it is like a yeah, half day, three trip. hour, four hour thing, which yeah, is pretty cool. cool. Plus they have lunch yeah. and snack shop at Weddington, bro. It's not they cook cheap. You, oh no, but they'll cook you <laughs> lobster, steak. Like yeah, yeah no, good food there. You know, it's like better than a lot of the irregular courses. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of cool, but I just don't know of anything else yeah. that I could think of where like, unless you have like a country club at like Oakmont or something around here, but. Yeah, I think it was, a, maybe it's a little bit of a Canadian thing too, because we have so many golf courses in Canada. Like mm -hmm. every, you know, Damn. and it's more condensed where it's just summer. Yeah. So like the kids true. are out of school. Yeah. You, you know, know, like here you can golf year round. Yeah. So like, it's a little bit, it's yeah, a little bit right. all over the place Yeah. where it's so condensed. Like, uh, my friends up in like Vancouver, they don't play all winter, but in the summer they're fucking on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I haven't played in four or five months, but like, I'm going to play four or five times a week for three months right just that's it yeah like clear the schedule i'm doing that and they ski in the winter or something mm -hmm. but in the summer it's like work golf work golf and their kids are in camps i think it's more like campy yeah 
where yeah. like there's activities long-term activities for the kids we're here like i don't know in la like there's not yeah it doesn't have that it's so not i like, think it's a seasonal thing too no you're right you're right it's been a long day time for a long drink the finished drink proud sponsor of the par three podcast long drink get yours at longdrink.com cheers what's your golf game like right now man so I, I, I could, so first of all, I hit old school. Remember the original big Bertha's, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing feels sweeter than holding that, that club, <laughs> these big, stupid fucking drivers that you guys are hitting. I just want to hit straight. I don't want to lose balls and I want to shoot, I don't know, 92, 94, 96. I won't slow anyone down. And I just kind of. And I, and I enjoy the round. I don't want to take it any more serious than that. I don't ever want to get pissed off at how I played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Not have you, have that you, much. Have you hit a persimmon drive before the screws actually on it? No. Oh, I see okay. everybody holding them. No, I got to get one of those. It, it's a different, it's a Dude, different feel. A sweet one, man. It's, it's a different feel? Oh, it's I mean, probably it's... what you were playing when you were eight. Wooden drivers. Uh, or there, there were probably metal clubs at that. We had just gotten, we're talking 91. So it was like early Taylor made. Early graphite. Tours. I mean, think Ben Hogan was R7. scoring these ridiculous scores with a persimmon driver. Like that's right. ridiculous. I started playing wooden ping drivers. How's it feel? It's great. You can still hit that shit fine. If you hit it in the middle, it works great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you have to hit it in the middle. I think what the big ones and with all the technology, like Tiger Woods, we talked about it on another episode. He said he was hitting the Persimmons wooden driver like 280 still. Right. Jesus Christ. But he hits it right in the fucking middle. If you barely miss it, yeah. it's going to go like 180. Yeah. Like you have to hit it in the perfect cut. And he's good Ooh. enough where he can hit it in the, like they say, in the screws, because there's f a diamond of screws. There's like four screws right. that holds the face together. Do, uh, do you guys play better after you've had a couple of drinks? I think the drinking thing is like, if you start off playing <laughs> and you're playing well, yeah. then historically in my life, like I want to drink because I, I start, you know, or do anything to alter the situation I'm in. Yeah. Historically, though, like if you're playing really fucking bad, have a drink. Have a couple shots of tequila and loosen yeah. up. You might loosen play better. Up. You can't play worse yeah. if you just shit trash. You're definitely gonna play better. I don't think I really do time. more than a yeah. shot or two, and maybe usually at the turn, especially yeah. if it's early morning, I won't. Yeah. But if I smoke some weed, then I definitely that doesn't mess up my game at all. I've yeah. played some of the best golf I've ever played completely blacked out for really? sure. Where? <laughs> Shit, the Grove all over and back. Yeah. You know, like tons the of them. But like blacked out. Yeah. Hysterically dying, laughing, talking shit, <laughs> and hitting the fucking best shots I ever hit in my life and just die laughing, keep talking yeah. shit. I heard you guys, uh, I heard you guys talking about, uh, I'll give you my, my, my best foursome. I go daily. Oh, wow. I don't know how you guys don't pick Daly. I'm the Korean John Daly, bro. I, I love John Daly. Really? I okay. Picked Daly. I did the I first Daly one. Daly for sure. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah, good. We got okay, we got That's consensus. I think I go, I, I go outside the box and I go like a Chevy Chase. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. I throw Chevy into the mix. I got one more. I would go Chi-Chi. 
Love it. Jeez, you Love it. <laughs> I threw Willie in there, Willie Nelson, oh, nice. Willie John Daly, Willie Nelson, and then I think I threw like MJ or someone. Yeah, if you could, yeah. if you could remove one rule from the game of golf, whether it be etiquette or an actual rule at the USGA, like what would it be? I'd let the crowd make noise. Right. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. I mean, Wait. that's why that Phoenix yes. waste management. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It, it's so hard for me with that. Like, and you guys are fucking professional athletes. So think of the shit you've had to put up with from the fans. But when like, when a fan says something to a player, like don't chunk it. And then the player turns to a cop and has the dude thrown out. It's I like, mean, I, I imagine JR, you probably had some of your best games in Philly oh, or man, on road, Boston. What? You shutting up a crowd? Oh. Yeah. There's but I get it. If you're about better. to do a tee shot or like, you're about to have a really, like really important putt, I understand it being quiet. At least let him hit the shot. Like when I do, say, "Go Tiger!" And remember, he, and he messed up and he hit the ball. And no, like, but I think the, the fuck, I right? think the noise should already be created. Yeah. Okay, that's yes. cool. But I'm saying so it's yeah, quiet. It's not a screen. startling thing. Keep it going. Yeah, you walk yes. into that that's thing fine. and you yes. get some fucking. Let's yes. get it going. And then it's at the end of the what day. It's like about? entertainers. Like you're getting paid a lot of money to play golf, and it's like if you want to make more money entertain more have more people come to the fucking tournament yeah. have more people I watch the, it i want the fans drinking as much as possible yeah. on the golf course yeah what about what about fun? music a on ball. a golf course that's a i i think the music is uh that that's pushing it a little bit like you guys practice with music on right yeah that's the craziest fucking thing i see the football players do it too they got mu music. <laughs> like, we play with music too. You, it's like you, they do. They play in between, right? Yeah, like you bringing the you bringing the ball to all these, and then yeah. the fans is going crazy. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're right. It's, it's but I mean, like half and half. Part of where the, I go to a tournament and there's literally music blasting or playing. I was like, the fuck is going on here? And I'm pretty new to golf, you know. But like you hear it, like okay, cool. And I got people who just don't like that. Yeah. Well, the acoustics, yeah, in 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 inside an arena, it's like I don't know. I I think. Let the people fucking feel it. Let them know? have fun. I'm not going to lie. I got pissed at the Sacramento series. I think it was Sacramento, Golden State, and they had the cowbells going crazy in Sacramento, and they made them like they banned it. They said like, no? that's what they Like, that's what their city They've is They've been like, doing that, though. 100%. But you, you can't they do banned that to it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. These college kids I play with, they they the college kids, like, you, they don't, stop walking talking laughing playing music fucking off and they're going out and shooting five seven under oh, that's nice. right and that's they literally like so when i go out with them i'm like oh wait wait he's hitting they're like fuck <laughs> him. you know like at yeah. the end of the day if you are using someone talking is the reason why you're hitting bad shots your game's in a real piss place 100%. yeah like what does that have to do with anything it's like shooting free throws if you've practiced enough and you're good at shooting free throws, cowbells, fucking wiggly shit, whatever. Yeah, like, right. what does that have to do with anything? It's like, funny. I seen a kid on uh, playing an NCAA tournament. I think it was a year ago. A kid from Vanderbilt. He's got the bucket hat on. He's got his shorts rolled up. And everybody else is like, got the pants on, like looking at the yardage book, taking it all serious. Got the, the, the bag standing up. And sure enough, like, he gets up. He's like, shoots it. Got his, got his number. Takes the ball out of his pocket, drops it, don't put it on the tee, move it around, like fucking around, stripes it. Everybody else is like, got the, the yeah. grass throwing yeah. it up. Yeah. He's like, bro, just give me the fuck. Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's how I would want to play. Yeah. Hold up, JR. 
if you could remove one rule from the USGA or some kind of etiquette thing from golf, what would it be? I like the I like the the the, the, the fans making a noise, but for me, like if I hit a good shot, I shouldn't have to hit it out of a fucking divot, bro. Like I'm sorry if I strike the ball down the middle of the fairway, and now it, just because it rolled a foot into somebody else's divot, and now I got to hit out of there, like I don't get no reward for that. Okay, that's horrible. Yeah. What about you, Stephen? Because I'm that that was a good question. I just stop telling people what to do <laughs> in general. Yeah. Just stop telling grown ups what to do. Yeah. How to wear your right. hat. Well, how about your shirt in? I think shorts is important, man. Sorry, man. I don't wear shorts. I know you don't, man. but I'm just saying, like. So I'm like, just because someone says I'm allowed to wear shorts doesn't mean I'm gonna wear shorts. You know right, what I mean? It's 100%. like just don't tell me what to do. And I'll be respectful and I'll be mannered and I'll be appropriate and I'm not gonna beat the course up and I'm gonna rake the bunkers and like all oh, that's already gonna happen. You yeah. know, but when you have like fucking people just constantly like even the example with Remy, he's eleven. It's like go to a certain club, wind's blowing. Remy takes his hat, does like this, and then there's some fucking prick in a golf cart yeah, drives up to me and he's talking about, hey, he needs to move, turn his hat around. It's like, why don't you just be happy he's golfing? Yeah, exactly. He's fucking 11. Like, yeah. just let him golf. Yeah. Stop telling everyone what to do every well, fucking yeah, could be How about being a Riviera at the pro shop? Like, sir, I'm sure you're going to move your hat, but I'm putting it right back out when I walk five feet out the door. It's a lot of telling people what to do with no, the only answer to a lot of rules in golf is because. Yeah, well, you know I, what I mean? It's like, I didn't do well with uh, wearing a COVID mask <laughs> anywhere, so I, I, I'm I not sure. Imagine. Fucking, I'll fit, I, can I tell you guys one funny story? Please. And then we'll, tell and us. then we'll, you guys have had a long day. It's sort of golf related, but uh whatever i'm an i i'm i'm an actor now and i had a uh i did an audition for curb your enthusiasm so like in the acting world you don't really see them they don't really float around that often right these curb uh, auditions so i get it and i'm i'm fucking i'm excited i go oh my god i haven't even opened it yet so i open it up and i didn't know this but they don't use a script on on curb they just free ball it and, and everything okay they got an idea of what they're doing so that's how you have to audition so my audition <laughs> i'm a golf pro giving a, a a a guy named rick who's deaf a lesson and larry is behind us and i think he's eavesdropping and i have to like just ad lib and create a scene out of this so, <laughs> so it is the first one, the second, so the first one, so I'm like, uh, and, but the guy's deaf. So I, 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 I can, I started coat. We're like taping it go. And I'm like, Rick, great, great fucking way to strike the ball. Nice. When you hear the ball, when you hear the ball get hit like that, you know, you've made contact. So I'm playing off the deaf thing. <laughs> and then I look over uh, thinking there's a pretend Larry and I'm like, Larry, are you eavesdropping on this, on this lesson? Like, you're trying to steal this guy's fucking lesson, right? Yeah. So whatever. I mean, I'm thinking that's funny, you know? The second scene, we're on the golf course, and Larry hits into me and Rick. He hits into us. And uh, I, I turn around, and I approach him and go, what the fuck, man? You, you just hit into us. Like, you know, and then I do this whole thing, and I accused him of, of uh, uh, I accused him of something. I, I don't know, but but anyways, uh, I, it, it, was, it was unbelievable to think two things. 
how many times I've seen somebody get mad on a go golf course about being hit into. Yeah. Does that still happen? Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then just the idea of like, uh, you know, what do you do in that situation? Like, what what do you do now if somebody's fucking hitting India? How many hit? How many do they get? <laughs> Before play, somebody play says golf something, how many? Less God, people. I don't know, bro. That first one's like, all right, we'll let it happen. It's again. That, that's it. It's one. For See, I'm sure, cool. With, I'm good with too. one. My, the thing is, if the if you know the ball's coming and you don't yell for it, <laughs> yeah. that's what drives me. Yeah, like, bro, I don't mind you hitting it. Mistakes happen, but if you see that shit coming this way and you don't yell for or say something, yeah, we got we got. Yeah, beef. it happens again. Yeah, nah, man. Okay, okay. So, and I don't really get mad. I'm like people are like, hey, I'm sorry, boss. I don't really care. But yeah, getting hit into that a four, that's kind of like you know, especially you get hit or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really get mad except at myself. Right. Yeah. And I'm fast. I try to play as fast as possible. Yeah. I don't like waiting around. But there's no reason to really ever hit into somebody. No, no. there isn't. Unless and you want to send a message. You, right. Unless yeah. you want to be asked, then it's like. I'm yeah. a very impatient person. So if someone's in front of me fucking around, but if he's like 275 out and I know I'm not going to hit it that far because I'm in the middle, you know, I'm like, I have my second shot. I'm like, I'll hit it anyway because I know go. it's not going 275. I, yeah. I watched the one time at the. Uh, in Detroit, the the I did some filming for the tour, and so we're out there in the practice rounds, and they're all practicing or whatever the fuck. And uh, Tiger was in this group, and behind him was Justin Thomas and them, and they kept hitting up <laughs> because it's a practice round. So it's like yeah, you're just go. putting; it's not going to hurt you anyway. Like right. we're hitting like three woods, two eighty five. It might roll up on the green, and they roll one up on Tiger, and he just went stomped on it. <laughs> you know, he just stepped on the ball in the middle of the green, like buried the ball. So they pull up and they're like, fuck. Or you just take the ball. And People I don't, don't do think that, that I don't think that Tiger would be penalized for that. And I think that that player, I don't know why I know this. I think I just saw this somewhere. He, Thomas would have to hit that ball out of, out hole. of that hole. <laughs> you might want to mark me on that. I think that's a, a legit rule. That's a rule. good one. That's fucking Let right. me ask you, do you think because you played hockey professionally, do you think it was easier for you to play golf? Yeah, yeah there's definitely a... Uh, uh, yeah, it's just the natural motion. But what's weird is, so I shoot left with a hockey stick and I golf right. Well, that's and most of us do, which makes no sense. That's interesting. Really? Yeah. You would think if, if, if you shot right, you would hit the golf ball. Yeah. Right. Or left, same thing, yeah. but no. But couldn't you hit ambidextrous on a hockey stick kind of? In a Not once you learn. We, we don't grow up learning how to shoot with our left hand. Like okay. if we're a left-handed, we, we're not like let's fucking learn with our right hand today. Like no. switch stance, no, skateboarding. No. Thing. no, these guys have to. You yeah. know, you got to shoot with your left, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, what's your favorite club in the bag to hit? Uh, any anything with a flop. I'll flop the shit out of anything. <laughs> so anything with high loft. Yeah, I like a flop. You yeah. guys, do you guys have any like? Do you guys beef with refs like we do? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy's been you, in a bunch you, of fights, bro. You know, the thing, you can't hear ours like you can hear right. yours. That's the difference. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't like refs. I've never liked refs. I think refs are guys that played that couldn't make it. Mm. And they always have a fucking chip on their shoulder, and they just... You know, I was gonna ask you about one of these, one of the refs. He's my, he's one of my guys. He's fucking hilarious, though. What's this? Carrie Frazier. Oh yeah, I know Frazier. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> a legendary. He he didn't wear a helmet. Like, uh, 
they made ha- helmets mandatory and they let him not wear a helmet really? as a ref. Yeah, for a long time, like 15 years. And he had the best fucking hair. That's what everybody says. Yeah. And when if you they- fucked with him, he'd tell you you're a motherfucker and he was going to get you. Really? Yeah, he was not, he didn't pull any punches. Like, oh, wow. We could shoot pucks at refs and make it look like we weren't shooting it at them. Because mm. we got the boards, right? Right. 100%. So if you walked up to a ref and threw a ball at him, you'd be fucking 20 games or whatever Easily. it is. So sometimes if like Frazier was fucking around and he called a couple of dumb penalties in the first period, I'd get the puck behind the net and he's standing at the blue line along the boards, but he can't really see me. And I just fire that thing, like <laughs> try and do it, you know, mid arm high. So it's, I'm not going to hit him in the head. <laughs> I don't want to hit him in the thigh because that's not going to hurt. You hit a fucking guy with a, with a wrist shot in the arm. You'll feel that. Especially he, he was older. Oh, right. He got older, you know. <laughs> When did they change the rule of fighting? Because I remember you could fight and knock somebody the fuck out till they fall down. Didn't they change that? You can't do no, that No, you can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. you can still do it. What's the longest you get in the box? Two minutes? Two? Uh, no, no. You could be in there much longer. No, I've really? seen a motherfucking oh, box yeah. for, like, for longer yeah. than that. You get, you get a 17-minute penalty if you, really, if you really fuck around and find out. But if someone really, yeah. when someone goes on the ground, then you got to stop, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you get a 17 minute, then I'm going in. I'm going into the Rangers locker room and like Throwing chilling and getting a foot rub or something. Really? Yeah, oh, I don't you have go to outside? stand. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah. You used to fight a lot. Because the period's only 20 minutes, so you never have time oh, left. Nine times out of ten, I'm not going back in at this yeah. point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how I'm, good I'm have out. you gotten to clock someone dead square in their jaw? Like, good. <laughs> I, only, <laughs> I wish I, I got knocked out once. Doovy Westcott. Gotcha. He got me once. I got it once. And I just I knew it was like boom, lights are out. Yeah, my first hockey game was like 87. And I never knew that that was like legit. And I remember the dudes who sat there. And I just remember the guys like, come on. And I remember the dead connect 100 percent full cock back. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, the ref is watching this. And the dude came back. Finally, when one dude went down, that's when they had to stop it. And I'm like, Yeah. Yo, what did they say to each other? He goes, I have no idea, bro. But yeah. what, what would just, happen when you were fighting a lot on the Rangers? You would just pick someone to go at and already know who you were going to fight, kind of, before yeah, you, you usually started? Yeah, you, <laughs> you usually had an idea. Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine you could do that in the NBA? Get out of his fast as you can, I swear, right? Beginning of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't do anything after they fall to the ground. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I wish you could be like, I could fight somebody, and then they could fall, and be like, all right, cool, you got it's two over. minutes. And yeah. then, like, come on back. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Bro, I'm not going to lie. It polices itself. Yeah, exactly. I know, but I'm saying if JR could have did that, like some of them dudes are like cheap shot them here Man, and there. Oh, listen, my bro, God. Yeah. Well, you know, they think Talk about, about the fucking record? cheap shot them. Huh. Yeah. You know? And by the way, he's thrown a few cheap shots. and uh, if it, For sure. Sometimes if it's the wrong guy, you go, maybe I don't want to throw this cheap shot in hockey because it's like I know that this guy, if I hit this guy and he, he can get me back. It's totally fucking legal, mm-hmm. right? He's not going to get suspended. He's not going to get fined. So it Damn. keeps you guessing on like sometimes you you, you yeah. know there's some guys you just let them sleep, right? <laughs> leave, leave sleeping. That's bad fucking day, awesome. You know? I, I swear it's the greatest, bro. I would do that so hey, many how, times throughout the game. Are you kidding me? How fast is like like I'm talking the 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 strongest like you know the strongest shot? How fast is a puck going roughly well, miles per hour? technology just like in golf now and in hockey these sticks these kids are using 
first of all, it's 500 bucks to buy one of these sticks. These kids shoot the puck like 95, 96. Okay, so it's not like 175 like on in golf. I'm just no, saying it's still. No, no, but it's but Nine, the density, the, the, you know, of a No, I know the density of a, of a hockey puck. I have it. Yeah, you get hit with a puck. I'll take a golf. I get hit with a golf ball before a puck. Really? <laughs> it's just, just made smaller. The it's less damage. Come on. You know Isn't what I mean? Is it like freeze the pucks too? Yeah, they keep those fuckers so they slide along the ice. Oh, oh. man. They're frozen. So that is, that's even worse. You can hit the mouth of that and your whole shit is going. Well, yeah. they're wearing masks, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's I wear the stuff. I wear the clothes and everyone, you know, the kids are like, ah, look at this guy. Thank God. Because he sent me the free stuff. It's the so swaggiest gear there is. Feels good. That's coming. Uh, it means a lot coming from you. When I met Sean, he was interning as, at, at Vogue magazine. Yeah. You've always been a fashion icon and a sporting legend so yeah thank i was you the first one to wear the uh the shorts with the suit and then chris uh who who is the which was the basketball player that copied it like 10 <laughs> years later who's the guy in uh chris paul what in miami no was it wade yeah. oh Dwayne yeah, wade yeah i think wade. wade did it to like one of the award shows or something i was like bro i chopped those things off like 10 years ago so <laughs> <laughs> keep up with the time our yeah. first hockey player guys thanks thank Tom. you so appreciate much for coming thanks, on guys. Man. Yeah, appreciate that's it, it for talking see you guys. next week What's up, guys? It's your boy, The Wash Lord, and I'm here to announce the winner of our first ever Part 3 Contest giveaway. And it's only right because he's a day one listener and his hype team did a good job. You know what I'm saying? So congrats, Nick Robles, a.k.a. at the Nick Rob. Bruh, you just won. Me and you are going against Stephen Malvin, J.R. Smith, Stroke Play, going to be filmed live on Par 3 Podcast. And by the way, I made TaylorMade. Throwing a brand new Stealth 2 driver for you. I'm going to make Stephen Maubin give you a full fit. You're about to be draped in Maubin. You know what I'm saying? So contact Par 3 Podcast. Okay, congratulations. We're getting it in. And guys, subscribe to the show. More giveaways to come.